0: Welcome to Turnbuckles. I'm John Reinman, and my favorite wrestling follow is none other than Dan Housen.
1: I'm Tommy Rico, and my favorite wrestling follow is Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com.
3: I'm Julie Harrison-Herney, and my favorite follow is, you're not ready for it, Oscar. I oh, barely, no way. Yes. yes so good. Oh, so shocking good. Shocking.
0: People <laughs> to listen. Um, there's a theme here, and that's social media. And we are happy to welcome our guest. She spent 3 years as a social media strategist for WWE from 2014 to 2017 and she is now the director of social media at EA1. Would you please welcome Amanda Stoneall.
3: Thank Q-Kids. you so much for Q-Kevin joining. You Kevin Dunn
0: making noises into the mic.
2: Exactly. I'm not Kevin Dunn flashbacks.
0: What? And then when it stops, that's when he got fired. Uh, <laughs> we're coming to you at an interesting time. Yep. I won't say exactly when we're uh, taping, but I'll say that currently we are still under 20 million, under 20 million oh, in, geez, in hush please. funds. Do I hear 21? Gosh. 21 by the time this comes out. I mean, what's the point? I guess anymore? 50
2: by the end of it. What's that? I'm going to make a bet for 50.
0: Fifty. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Well, at least Tony Khan's taking advantage of this downtime <laughs> to <laughs> have things be very organized in his company. Oh Lord.
2: Oh Lord. It's kind of
0: wrestling is, is this is actually a good segue because right now I feel like my wrestling is like a is like the country in a, in a way <laughs> it's like one side you're like oh this is when they're gonna swoop in and it's like no I'm both time I'm I'm fucking around down in Florida. But you know,
2: I'm, like, I'm sad I wasn't there when presidential candidates came on the show, like Hillary that. did in 2014, apparently. Do you guys
0: remember the, Tom, do you remember the tags for when McCain and, and Obama went on? I remember them very well. I can
1: remember the match, and I wish I didn't.
0: Do you remember that when the but do you remember when they actually appeared the actual candidates during the election? Actually, this is how different our country used to be.
3: I thought that WWE didn't get into politics according 2008. to Titus O'Neil. Two thousand only they featured both of them. Yeah. they had to feature
2: both, and that's why it was fair. Got it.
0: The, the Got tags it. were uh, you were either a McCaniac, which is interesting. Fun fact: John McCain younger than Hulk Hogan, and <laughs> um, either that or. The winner. Do you smell what Barack is cooking? Oh no! And then after that, that's when Obama started wearing his jeans up to his nipples. Oh
3: no! After he said that line, oh, no. he
0: automatically became a mom at, at Marshalls. Um, and then
1: John McCain went on to manage Jack Swagger.
0: <laughs> oh no, wait, that Sarah was Palin Zeb Coulter went on to manage him. But uh, <laughs> that segues nicely into because an interesting thing happened in our country: uh, social media. And, uh, or somebody call it, and I made this up anti social media. Dead joke. Um, I also trademarked the Facebook, just in case we ever get that cool. Um, but Amanda, was like Facebook welcome to the show. of any
2: kind is cool anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, so my ex, I, I asked her out when I had this out, I asked her out and I called the Facebook. I said, Are you on the Facebook? And that was my first line to her. And uh, when the judge went through our stuff, she ass. just read that part. And she went, oh, yeah, divorce approved right away. <laughs> like that. She's like, yep. Um, but Amanda, thank you so much for joining us here. Um, it's my pleasure and, and honor. So I got to tell you, so Julie and I, we were both on the creative teams. And Julie, I think you, I, there's a divide, Julie. I don't know if you noticed this, but if you were kind of a bro or bro perceived dude, you were in the don't talk to the digital team crew you sat at that table sure and then everyone else they could go was it like that in your writers room a little bit
3: no I don't think so I think at that point we were also so separate I I feel like when you talk about working in creative at WWE Raw and Smackdown were a very collaborative creative team we were very separate like I had no idea what was going on at Smackdown it doesn't go in waves because probably like,
2: I saw when they did the draft, the, the, when they brought back the draft, and when they rebranded SmackDown, when they moved it back to Tuesdays. I feel like it depends on the era.
0: It's true. It's true. You know, I, like, a thing that was interesting was, uh, did you know, was, was Liz Mata there when you were there, Amanda?
2: Liz Mata trained
3: me. Genius. Liz Mata
2: is, the, is absolutely gold. Genius. Like, Mm-hmm. Queen of all queens. I agree. Truly like watch out Charlotte. It's it's Liz. Mata. I agree with Mata. that. Absolutely. Is. Liz Mata made
3: me the woman I am today. Yes. Oh, I, that's I so owe my life to her.
0: Yeah. She's a genius. Oh my God. Let's put that out. That's Liz. Yes. I'm glad. Let, you know what? People are getting credit where they should. And uh, uh, I mean, Aaron, the w- great Aaron Blitzstein, who should he want, should, should be allowed to just walk in there. I'm just going to say no, for real. Aaron Blitzstein is, is one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. Um, and did you ever get to meet Aaron, uh, Amanda? I don't
3: think I did. I
0: don't know. Don't. Exact- do you know exactly how it ended, Julie? We don't have to talk about it on air.
3: Uh, I don't think so. No. I just I. know that I showed up and he me was and, talked about. Yeah, you both were gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah my first kind of day. Of and I was John. like, where's my Speaking friend John? Waves,
0: there was, yeah, there was a wave.
1: Well, John, uh, John if, I, if he I wants know. back in, all he has to do is crash a car into Monday Night Raw <laughs> and then get by security with a black hoodie and he'll he'll get on TV. I'm going
0: to wait till Amanda's gone to beat the shit out of you guys about this. We're (laughs) going to do the Raw recap later, and just to let everyone know, uh, so um, uh, for a job I have in media, you know how they say it it debuts Friday on another network, so for a job I have in media, I have to go to bed very early now, and I, um, I, I go to bed in the middle of Raw, and I was literally, I literally texted Tom and Julie, I'm going to fucking kill you guys, tomorrow you're so fucking wrong like I was just I because all the tech like I'm just I'm too paranoid to turn my phone off so I'm going to kill them later we have very differing opinions and this week I'm Tom I'm the wrestling fan and these guys are nerds but Amanda um so so as I was saying though like Aaron had a very good relationship with Liz Mata Aaron Aaron Blitstein used to go there he used to get all our analytics what what years
2: did you were you work did you work there
0: months Amanda but to keep things going um So I have to say, I don't, I, I I was telling Julie this earlier, um, about 10 years ago, I just gave up. I just don't know social media. I I used to, to I used to have to put our monologue jokes at Jimmy Fallon show into tweets. And I lost my mind. I had to get it down to 140 (laughs) characters. I had to shrink the jokes down. And I said, this is insane. I can't do this anymore. And then our great, uh, digital team uh, at Fallon, Um, which uh, started out with people like Sarah Schaefer and then um, you know people like Julie came along and there were these these people that were just I get it just let us handle it and I just gave up so talk to us about this is WWE I mean this is one of the most there I mean stuff used to get on the show and Julie you back me up based on Twitter likes and YouTube views and Vince would go fucking great and that was it and Liz Mata those people would be Aaron would secretly go to those people and get the data, and and if there's an idea that Vince didn't like, you'd go all right, and that's how shit would keep going. So, talk to us about working on the digital team at WWE.
2: Yes, well, I want to preface that when I started, the social team had their own team, and it was created. It kind of started from Corey Clayton. I'm not sure if that name is yes. still thrown around. Yep. Um, but he kind of started it.
0: Don't know, but and- I've heard the name. Yeah.
2: So yeah, it kind of started right at the pinnacle time of social, which I would say I would guess around 2011, 2012 mm-hmm. when brands were really taking it seriously. And so when I came in in 2014, it was a really my first real big job. I was working at smaller media companies or analytics companies. I'd worked with big clients like Estee Lauder, but this was the first media brand on my resume. And it was training bootcamp. We were essentially an agency within the the whole company. But we we were also the favorite child, which working very closely to dot com was not nice for them. They were the ones who had been doing everything, were the golden child for so long. And then suddenly we got all the all the praise. You know, we were the ones that were driving the stats, driving this the storylines, making all those reports. And it it was tense, but also we knew where the, we were the best. And when you're the best, it's easy to run the run the whole show. And yeah, I was there. I would say I, I could kind of bookend my time there by being right around when we got to 500 million followers on social media, Whoa. which I know they're over a billion now and tour. And also when the Bella twins were first doing their YouTube channels. So right. up, up, down, down, Bella Twins, I was there for that. I'm told that Major League Baseball
0: has 30 followers now. Is that true? They're up to 30?
1: Good for that. Nice. (laughs) Nice. But 25 of them are bots. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And those bots make up the 2022 Red Sox. There you go. 25, perfect number. Back to you, Amanda. Yeah, Yeah, but those bots work, John. That's true.
2: <laughs> of the billion followers, yeah. we we count each follower on each platform. So if you, oh, John, okay, gotcha. you, Tom, you, Julie, are following them across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, et cetera, yes. all of those different platforms count as each individual follow.
0: Mm, there you go. You know, I've, I've been, I was telling Julie I've been learning a little bit about social media lately, and that is interesting to find out. It's like, I feel a little I get why I don't do like, I don't know, Tom. I don't know, like when I look at Twitter, do you ever feel like this is why I'm not doing better in life? Like, I'm just not like we talk about this. Me and Tom are just like, we suck at shilling. We suck at like being like, we, but like, you kind of, is that it? Is that kind of what some of it is?
2: Twitter is kind of like, would Paul Heyman
0: be a good social media person if you really got into it? He-
2: if he like wasn't in character, if he was like not kayfabe,
0: Julie, is Paul ever not kayfabe?
3: That's a good question. I, I think he He's lives kayfabe, kayfabe as long as I've seen him. Yeah, exactly.
1: He I remember him being pretty active when he was not employed by WWE. Yeah, I remember Hay Hustle. His Twitter account was pretty so busy. He got it.
0: So there yeah. you go. Yeah. So he well, would. That's it. We talk about Paul a lot. What's um,
2: great about being at. In social media, WWE is that it really is the trendsetter for everything. When Facebook started doing like lives, we got to try that out. We were paid by Facebook to make videos monthly. It was like forty hours of videos each month.
0: Forty hours of video. How many videos is that?
2: Well, each superstar has their own page. Raw and SmackDown have their own pages. So think of all the all the matches could have. Moments behind the scenes. Oh my
0: gosh. That all counts. Amazing.
2: And Facebook used to pay, pay WWE for that. When they started stories, we were, just jumped right onto it. We were tracking minutes manually in like a spreadsheet.
0: This is unbelievable. In a way for the WWE, that's gotta be like, okay, so this leads me into our next thing. What happened when Vince McMahon of all people, he makes, I mean, P- PT Barnum is a local car dealer who sells ads on the subway compared to Vince McMahon. How does Vince McMahon react when you bring Vince McMahon this news that, hey, guess what? We're getting paid to find literally billions of dollars for you that you didn't know existed. And you're already Vince McMahon. What oh, he loved he heard, it. Oh, God. I mean.
3: Wow!
2: Think about it. I was running. I was also helping the investor relations Twitter for oh like the quarterly calls. Uh, I were have you to on live those calls? Them. Did
0: you go? Where you? Where did you see?
2: I, I went on one of them, and it was interesting to hear um, hear them bring in God, which is what we call VKM, especially because you know God's <laughs> always watching us. God's always listening. Now Julie of said he this, is.
0: and I didn't. know. I guess that's why it didn't but I don't know that I, we always called them VKM. Is there another level? I mean, is there like, so, you know, the smallest group writers got to be in the smallest of the small groups. But yeah. I did. I wasn't in VK. I so saw, is that a higher level than VKM? God.
2: So WWE started mm-hmm. my, my trend that I've now brought to many other companies where I abbreviate executives because it makes sense. It's really easy to acknowledge someone just by their initials. I'll do it. You know, Julie's J-H-H. I don't actually use that, but now I will. Uh, but, you know, everyone, BKM, uh, Michelle, what was her? I can't, I don't know if Michelle was your time. No, I'm not
0: Michelle. I wrote a couple okay. things on Michelle.
2: Yep. Um, obviously, Steph didn't have one, but obviously Triple H. Sometimes we just say H-H-H.
0: <laughs> oh my but, God, I only got the hunter.
2: I yeah, wasn't but, doing,
0: I wasn't, But oh, God it was even worse came than I thought.
2: Mostly out of fun and because when you, and I'm not a religious person, but thinking about God's voice, watching not as religious you, as
0: Vince McMahon,
2: but yeah, praying to God, making sure He, he blesses us, like Ugh. it fits. And He is kind of a deity to the marks.
3: <laughs> so true.
0: That is kind of, I was thinking about that. Uh, yeah, it's like, would God wear a suit though to everything? Like, I, that's the only thing. I don't think Vince and God would get along just because of the sandals. God doesn't no, shave. He, would, he would beat him up. God doesn't shave. He nope. lets it win. Vince would beat him up. He lets For it win. Sure. Did you? Amanda. How often did you get to meet with Vince when you were on digital? Did you guys get a lot of FaceTime? I,
2: I never met with Vince, but I saw him frequently in the hallway because digital building. and social.
0: And you asked him nicely, please leave. <laughs> Digital and was social was on the first that. floor
2: and the gym's on the first floor. Oh, God. So I would, I, we would see him every time he had to work out. So, you know, very like,
3: you know, whatever. And he worked out a uh, lot. He worked
2: out a lot. I don't know what that one said. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's really the only time I did, did once have to cover for Liz Mata in sending either, I believe it was the SmackDown report and I got one question from him which i brought to uh, my boss at the time. Oh, i thought you were going <laughs> to gonna say sure. you brought
0: it here. Like you had the email still from Vince. No,
2: i had you know Shane, uh,
0: who is
2: WWE ruined me and now i now i need two phones. I need laughing. a personal phone and a work phone and i miss my work phone every day.
0: Yeah, i know. I'm kind of yeah, i just yeah, it's it is one of those things where like yeah, that first week with see i'm the opposite though. Cause like, that was like, oh my God, but I got to hand that phone back. It was just like, whew, like, it was just like a boulder gone of just like, oh, because a lot
2: you could accomplish when you have two. I, I won't get into, I,
0: I had a personal situation that made it hard for me at the end of WWE, uh, actually a couple in my, in my life at the time. So, but I, towards the end in the middle and towards the end, I got into that got in getting to go to the late night meetings with Vince sort of group. And I was in this group where we were trying to sell a show to Facebook before pandemic when there was just tons of money. And, um, then, and so like it got to the point where there were like three weeks where I was in that group getting emails at like fucking four in the morning and it would either be and a couple of times it was Vince and it was like, and you you had to get up, and you, and then you had to talk with everybody. You know, we had to, I had I would get a call right after. I think this is what he means, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, whenever I hear that sound effect from someone else's phone, it was like a boom. Like I can't like it's the default one they give you at WWE. I, oh, you didn't change it? No, I was too scared. <laughs> I was too scared to do anything because I because like you said, God is watching.
2: Oh, but see, I made best friends with the ice with the IT uh, department. And I was like, make sure I have the nicest computer, make sure I get the nicest phones after VCam and everyone else.
0: I thought he'd, like, if I changed my ringtone, he'd be like, Marimba, the fuck is this? Get the fuck out of here. The fuck's a burrito? There's always
2: a chance he could have done said that. Yeah,
0: I know. And so, no, I kept it the same. Whenever you hear that whoop, like walking through a mall, I'm just like, ah, like it still sends me back. To, I get the sweat on the back where I'm like, I'm not loving this. It isn't working out. But why is why does the boss not why is he the last one to get it that this isn't working out?
2: He's he's from a different era and he doesn't acknowledge that.
0: No, but it was like
2: his lawsuits.
0: But I was like, I could tell it wasn't working great when he liked my stuff. When he was like, because I've said this to Julie, when every week he was the only one was like, that's pretty goddamn. I like that. And you just feel the air. (laughs) But it was like I said, it was Costanza Steinbrenner. It was like, uh, sir, I shouldn't be here, and uh, this sucks, suck, mm, S-U-K, trademark it, and it would be like, ah, you know, and Heyman would get even angrier because it was like, you know. Um, so that's amazing. So he loved the idea. This was just a new toy for him. Just uh, of
2: course. I'm not sure if you've ever thought about, you know, Vince's socials, Stephanie's socials, Hunter's socials. Do tell. But they are not not run by them. What? They are run by the social team. So I have written many a VKM tweet. I've writ I have done strategy and written many a post for Stephanie.
1: Did you author "Happy Birthday, Shane"?
2: Please, you? Tell me, please tell me you tweeted happy birthday, Shane. Do you know that tweet? If it was past 2017, then no. Do you know that <laughs> tweet?
0: Have you seen that? I don't
2: know this tweet.
0: So just for anyone who's just we have a bunch of people who just started listening and anyone that um, it there's this every year Vince, as you know, because you've had to write them for each other. Did you So the happy birthday tweets? Whenever Vince tweets out happy birthday to Stephanie, it's a it's a Hallmark card. It's the, It's an $8 Hallmark card. With a Probably video made and- by
2: the graphics department internally. No, still you're killing my
0: dreams. You're killing everything here. And
1: that, does Vince <laughs> see it at all, or does do they just
0: do Vince it?
2: does see it? He still okay, has to see it yeah, before it he approves it. Yeah, but he's not like,
1: photoshopping it. Like he's not doing it himself.
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Like I remember going through all the rounds for like Stephanie's header for like WrestleMania 2017 before she would see it.
0: Did he ever like give feedback, like, mm, give it more pound signs. And you guys went back for half an hour and you're like, oh, he means hashtags. He wants hashtags.
2: If, see, I wasn't privy to that because I didn't get to be on the direct email. But I know, I know he, there was definitely feedback shared because wow. my tweet, which maybe had like 100 characters, was cut, shut, cut down to like 70 characters. It was usually cut down, like less words.
0: Interesting. So to everyone out there that thinks, well, Vince, like, you know, there's certain, Tom, what do you call them? Old heads. You came up with that, right? Yeah. I ego, know. That was CM ego Punk fi- who came no, up I'm with pretty old, sure you were a old head
1: ego podcasters.
0: No, Tommy Rico. He came up with old head <laughs> ego podcasters. That's I mean, I'll a, take credit Rico, for it. Sure. Tommy comedy on Twitter. Yes. Uh, but uh, some of them say, Vince no, not know what's going on anymore. But like Vince, fuck, he reads everything, right, Julie? The, oh, Yeah. Exper-
3: Oh, yeah. he, he reads everything. So yeah, I just said everything, um,
0: everything. He would respond to emails that weren't even for Vince. For him. He was just no, copying yeah. on
3: them. Yeah. Betsy Wait, Kelso I all the time would get
0: like good thinking emails from Vince and she'd be like, I didn't even know he was on that email.
3: We would yeah. Be like, I
2: definitely think we, that would have been around my time. Okay. Happy birthday.
3: So <laughs> I, I just sent, I'll share this on, on TikTok, the visual, there are four tweets One that says, happy birthday to the incomparable Stephanie McMahon, I'm a lucky dad, then a leader, a father, and when he needs to be a cerebral assassin, happy birthday to my son-in-law, Triple H, happy birthday to at WWE's Babe Ruth, John Cena, I really can't describe in words how much John Cena means to me and the WWE universe, hashtag hustle, loyalty, respect and love. And the last one is, happy birthday, at Shane McMahon.
0: Period. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, his son uh, from the little his I firstborn know, child he probably there was probably a lot more to that tweet and yeah. then they had to cut it
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the only way that it would have been worse amazing. is if it was just hbd at shane mcmahon
2: <laughs> i've gone that for my own father
1: <laughs> oh boy oh god that is he
0: had things that to is, do. We, I will say, Julie, did you guys talk about that all the time in the room?
3: No. No. Well, we always did. I didn't it hear always, about it until up. I met was, you.
0: No, it was always, we would, whenever we had to do graphics, we would jokingly text on our personal phones the Shane tweet. I'd be like, what do you think of this one? And it would be like, just the happy birthday Shane. Everyone was in on it. Nobody gave a shit. Because we knew Vince wouldn't fucking care. Um, so that's the funniest
1: thing if you search (laughs) happy birthday Shane in our slack channel the turnbuckle slack channel it's like there's 50 entries like we're just constantly (laughs) sending it to each other
0: happy birthday Shane has become a derogatory like insult it's the middle finger now of the wrestling it should almost
2: be like your cut like happy birthday Shane like your bravo bravo I love
0: that (laughs) let's give that to WWE I want Hunter to come out and the next time someone gets kayfabe fired go you know, uh, who would it be this time? Like uh, Sonia Deville? Happy birthday, Shane! And the arena goes crazy. <laughs> they all know what it means. Nice. Oh no, she got happy birthday! She got happy birthday!
1: Amanda, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little older than the other two co-hosts, so I've been a lifelong WWE fan, first WWF, and one of the things, and I'm also fascinated by marketing. Um, And one of the things I've always been interested in with WWF and then E is that no matter what era they've come from, once Vince took a hold of the the company in the mid 80s, you would see them reach out for the next big media project. It was like, okay, first we have cable TV, then we get pay-per-view, then we're going to get network TV with NBC. And it was they were always and then we'll do live on Monday night is they were always reaching for the next thing. So they were really, for a company that is, a, that is offering a very old, very carny product, they were always reaching for the next big media opportunity. And I remember yep. I mean, the early days of WWF.com. streamer of WWF. before com. anyone else. Yeah, WWF.com. They had Bite This. Yeah, uh, It would take you 20 minutes to download someone's TitanTron video so you could listen to their music, their entrance yep. music. Like, yeah. So but the period that the you, WWE
2: network, uh, do, no,
1: WWF.com pre- the old but one. Vince but had like that you, idea. Bruce
0: said yeah. in a meeting of that, when we were pitching that Facebook show, he made a joke because Vince like had had that idea for a network since the eighties. Did you know that? Did everyone know that that was like in the late eight, like right. right after WrestleMania three, Vince was like, Bruce was telling, he made it and Vince went, God damn, that's right. And they were joking about how right when Bruce came to the company, Vince was already saying this is gonna be its own channel someday. And everyone yep. was like, You're fucking crazy. Like you can't do even do sports on your own channel.
1: But Amanda, Always you were fucking ve- ahead of it. You were at the you were in the marketing team in a very pivotal time because again, as a lifelong viewer of WWF and WWE programming, that era that you were in, what 20, 2014 to twenty seventeen, they mm-hmm. went from hey, WWE is on the internet to, hey, WWE is the internet. Like there was a yes. huge yeah. quantum leap in that time. Can you explain, was there an overarching strategy? Was it just like everyone creatively going in different directions to try to find the new thing, the next thing?
2: It, you know, a mix of it was the fact that, as I mentioned, Facebook noticed what power we had. Twitter noticed what power we had when Twitter first brought the um, emojis at the end of a hashtag. We got to t- try them out and we were the first to like get you know i remember when they gave nba one for each team and we were like we can't have one for each superstar are you kidding me right now mm. but you know i i was there for the initial ones
0: everyone but shane well Shane's shane of pair. course and it's there permanently. <laughs> but
2: in 2015 there was a crazy Sorry. crazy request from VKM where we had to react to pop culture, even though WWE is pop ah, culture. This was twenty fourteen. Was that the year? Twenty fifteen. 2015.
0: Oh, 2015. Yeah. Okay. Ah, see, that's that's a sweet spot right there. That's fun. Yeah,
2: but it was also like, what do you mean react to pop culture? We are pop culture. How like right we answer. set pop culture? Give her a
0: fucking raise. <laughs> the rest <laughs> of you
3: are fired. We are. Don't pop. leave me alone with
2: him. <laughs> it was like almost doing a meme before memes became what they are now. Got it. A little bit Got and it. obviously memes kind of trickled down to the dot-com team which are still learning how to do social although i think most of them now are working in social media um but you know it's that's the thing too everybody was like oh social the golden child but everyone thought like anyone with a facebook thinks. did they people can really do say social. that to
0: you was that actually an out loud thing or was it kind of subtle or
2: it has been said to be in different places, but oh. it's definitely a thought where it's like, oh, I have an Instagram. I know how to do a story. It's like, oh, wow. No, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you actually do not. Like, no, you don't know how to put together a Snapchat story of WrestleMania 2016. Talk to me what you do. I
0: just love that people <laughs> are picking on the only people at work who know how to get into their Social media profiles. <laughs> well,
2: I'm not sure hey, if nerd. you guys know, yeah. know this, but social media performance was directly tied to the executives' bonuses.
0: Whoa. Wait, to the the social executives' bonuses or everyone's bonus? The,
2: the, like the VKMs, the Michelle. Oh, the, shit. Yeah. The brass.
0: Oh, shit. That actually, I said that and then I'm like, oh, man. Because I was like, oh, they like, oh, that's why they like, yeah, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah. what
0: an
1: incentive to push forward. I mean, yes. if you don't have that kind of incentive, it's that's very crazy. easy to coast when you have a company that's basically a monopoly for as long as they were.
2: Right. And like, you know, uh, they stopped doing this, but there used to be a, a deck sent out, I think monthly, quarterly, uh, another mana original, but mm-hmm. we we would have brag facts, right? And every time it was always John Cena, the most followed active u.s athlete
0: yeah
3: of all time it's true yep.
1: i have a ton of respect for for the digital team though because even like back in the day everybody points to wcw versus wwf and why wwf won that war a lot of it at, at the very very base of it was the fact that wcw did not know what they were doing on the internet at all or couldn't care less or
0: television
1: yeah or te- yeah or really <laughs> anything But WWF was so good in the early days of the internet that they were just, they were running circles around WCW and and still do like right now. AEW's digital is mostly wrestler driven, which is great, but it also comes with a price, which is the fact that the production values are much lower. So it's got a kind of a homey feel to it, but it also feels second rate.
2: I didn't, I don't know, Julie, if we talked about this, but I've talked about this with someone um, and I don't know if you guys believe in this theory that AEW is secretly an offshoot of WWE. No.
1: Yeah. I, I,
0: not, I, can't,
2: like, I can't buy that. Really? Wait, I but think, why? I need I, to
3: hear this theory.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, wasn't it started by Cody Rhodes?
0: I, I will Partially. say that nothing shocks me. And now he's me, back I, at and
2: WWE. I, and Cody Rhodes obviously is always going to be kind of a WWE golden child because of his dad.
0: I mean, in preparation of this, this episode I was reading up on you Amanda and you're a very smart brilliant person and I feel like this is a moment that in like 18 months I'm gonna look back at and go oh fuck maybe she told me (laughs) yeah I'm just being honest with everybody I'm sorry for the language but at least that's what I'd say and you know I nothing surprises me and as I said to these guys at the beginning like it's a time when WWE was like down and Tony's dancing at a wedding which we might get to later And so it does kind of seem odd. And I will say that I'm someone who I don't, I don't like to believe in conspiracy theories, but when I hear a good one like that, I go, Oh
1: crap. I can't, now I can't unthink this. I need to believe there's competition, like just for my soul. Like I, I, because I'm a lifelong WWE fan and I really want them to have competition and I am enjoying it. Like I do enjoy their program.
2: Healthy. It's, it's healthy, right? Like that's what they say. That's what
1: Yeah, when
0: NXT started, yeah, boy, you think that's now I'm thinking about. Well, Well, we'll we're going to spend some time on this. Hunter's
2: Hunter's Golden Child that now has performed super well that they can like throw throw back. By the way, NXT is now on Monday nights
1: at eight o'clock until eleven p.m.
0: This is blowing. This is Amanda. When we're off here, please tell me what happened with Kennedy, so I can just sleep. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well i mean um, i actually mr I have a kennedy question. the wrestler mr. not john kennedy. f kennedy i
0: just want to know why it didn't work out for him i thought paul Heyman would Vince be a good kennedy
3: advocate. mcmahon is that what you're talking?
0: he named a character mr kennedy did you know really? that
3: no i didn't yeah. how long did tom you?
0: how long was mr kennedy around for oh well, i it's it my time too he was,
1: yeah he was a real missed opportunity he was a guy that had all the tools but was kind of we don't mean like and, and he rubbed people the wrong way backstage but mr kennedy was it felt Did like he like was it? there longer because he had really impactful feuds. Like he feuded briefly with Shawn Michaels. Uh, I think he was briefly uh, paired up with The Undertaker, but he was only mm-hmm. there for like two years, three years. So,
0: well, that leaves me. So, Amanda, if, if, if whoever's in charge of creative comes to you, says Amanda, we got this person signed, and it's a lot of money, and we've invested a lot in them. I believe in this person. I believe in this character. Uh, it, they're just not getting over. We can't. What would be your strategy? to say, okay, I'm going to, because we asked earlier, what was the big thing? You said, John Cena, we helped make him, bring, make him a John Cena. So if I come to you and I say, this person, we're trying to make it work. It's not working. Uh, I'm going to pick the hardest one. And these guys, are, uh, Corbin. I'm going to say, happy Corbin. But I Baron want people Cor- to finally fall Baron? in love with happy Corbin. And I bring it is to you. Is he going by
2: happy now? He, well, the, Corbin has a massive fan base. There are so many women who love him.
0: Okay, here we go. Now you're getting into This is what I've heard. And this is what was well, behind the push. So how do we make well, how do we get him going though to like really get it to the next level?
2: Something WWE still struggles with is tapping into their female fan base. Like they still don't know how to tap into those female fan base. And there's so many attractive male male wrestlers and attractive female wrestlers. But if we're catering to the cishet women lens, then boost Corbin up by the fact that he's pretty.
0: Okay, we're gonna sit back. It's I'm not. It's not because I'm uncomfortable. I agree that Corbin, as a heterosexual male, I I will say, I think Corbin is a good-looking guy, but I I feel like, Julie, you've brought this up too, and Tom is seething. There's one guy in Stanford that Julie and I know who's seething, just we used the the right terms to describe humans a second ago, Um, and then um, he's still there as far as I know, right? And then uh, Tom's seething because we're just saying anything nice about Corbin, and that's why I'm enjoying this.
2: So, it's funny that you say creative brought this when during my time, I think it changed a little bit. But during my time there, social did not, not ever get the final scripts with who won. We only got, we got like yeah. edited scripts. Yep, and Same thing, We never yeah. knew who, who won. Well, yeah. they so wanted we to cut their
1: leaks. I'm sure, like they, they're Wait. so obsessed with leaking that that's they were yes. they would figure anybody in the digital might so you might just couldn't ship prep that off somewhere. copy
3: though you couldn't prep no. how a show would go. You you in real time were actually coming up with surprises or elements and cutting the videos.
2: Like, and some of my team members are still there. Like, hands down, incredible team. So that's like, why
0: Vince is God. Because it's like, it's you're covering a sports game, but it's more than just this team's up by 30 points, we're good. You're literally at, at the whims of God can say, nope, the next touchdown counts for 31 points. And right. you're like, And fucked. it wouldn't even
2: matter if it was like NXT or, you know, the UK championship to WrestleMania. Like, social did not ever get to know. Well, I will say this. Social barely got to go except the road guys. Like, we had a whole faction of our team who were there, but social didn't really anticipate as much.
0: Paul Heyman always you know, and I'm sure some of these we've talked about this before, we're like come on Paul, but like Paul Heyman takes a lot of heat for quote leaking, but I will say that and Julia, was it like this when you were there was it like this, when we didn't, yeah he did the same thing, Paul would not give anyone except the people sometimes writing the segment and the head writer the very end you would lose, like for instance when Bailey turned heel, um, I forget what I did, but I was, for some reason, I was on the kayfabe draft of that. It was very, it was way too soon. It was like my second week, whatever it was worked out. I think it ironically was a Corbin segment with a, with a cone, our favorite referee over there. And, um, and it was like a big John deal. Cone.
2: What a nice Great guy. guy.
0: Super funny. He did a funny thing that Vince cut and he still did it. And Ed Koski said, come on, look at that. And Vince said, all right, leave it at. Cause it was like my, uh, I was like, come on, give me something. And, um, and so, yeah, great guy. And, um, yeah, it's like, I, I, Paul used to do that where he would, he would really hide stuff. And i the rumor I've heard is that that was part of the tension between Paul and some of people higher up was that they were trying to, in particular during a pandemic, find ways to market and find ways, to figure out what merchandise to make and who to put at the top. And Paul wouldn't give away results because Paul's old school like that. And so there's a a way of defending it either way where Paul could say, how the fuck do I know? You're not going to go. I want to make five thousand bucks real quick and send a tip to somebody. But then you're saying, well, we're trying to keep business going here. We're trying to make merchandise. You know, Bray prints money. Tell us what's going to happen. Is he going to be around? Who's he going to be? What's going on? Did you guys get
2: to see the reports then that the social team created? Yeah, we got to see everything. And we couldn't say anything. Yeah, because, I mean, those were the what kept the merchandise going. Who would be in the Christmas, who would get a Christmas sweater that year?
0: Tom, Tom <laughs> might remember this. Tom, you might remember. You tried to get shit out of me the day that Bailey turned. You were Again, kind of needling
1: me. Because I love Bailey. Way. And I, I did like the heel turn, so. And I, I was wanted sweating no more. all
0: day. Like, I was really like, it felt like I was, I like, kept going back through our text, Did I accidentally say something. And I was really nervous. And I was like, it well, was. Even.
2: Even when Shane came back, like none of us were allowed to know. We just knew that something. Are we sure he
0: was invited? (laughs) (laughs) It was his birthday. I think, like
2: maybe. I thought last night. I was like, "Oh fuck,
0: Shane's (laughs) back." Saw that car. Uh, Well, that leads us to an interesting.
2: I saw him one time in Williamsburg. Yes. and it was so random. Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I don't know what he was doing there, but I once saw him in Williamsburg, and I was like, "That's
3: Shane McMahon alone." by himself alone alone by the subway oh, huh. boy. like
1: that kind of dovetails into something I wanted to ask so we were talking about um, the digital team and putting out certain information so one thing that I noticed especially in the, at, during the time that you were there was WWE during their um, basically when they were reporting on something that happened they were really trying to outscoop the scoopers. So like instead of Dave Meltzer or Brian Alvarez putting a report out, WWE would jump ahead and make sure that they got the story out and made sure that they did either an Instagram post or a video, something detailing. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I'm always fascinated to see how WWE will put a story out before the reporters can get to it.
2: hmm. No, definitely. Sometimes we had to wait for .com, which, as I've mentioned, .com isn't as fast as we'd like them to be. But that's where having an image, having a video, having anything that social can get ahead of first, and then .com can react to, and then obviously all the other pieces can then respond to. But absolutely, breaking news: who is getting let go? You know, you guys talked about the four a.m. emails. I any death we got on top of it immediately it didn't matter what day what time
0: what was there the, were do you remember, was there on one call? in particular i hate to ask this it's a dark question i was
2: there when china died you know? rip
0: when you get to social media do you is, does, do you ever get numb to that where you're just like it's kind of like i worked in local news for a while and i was like yeah okay yeah shooting right whatever stabbing whatever
2: you know uh not to bring this podcast completely down i'll to turn the, it around do yeah, no, it definitely contributed to my depression. I'm on two meds now, so thank you antidepressants. But Same here. Yeah. It, it is it is devastating to be surrounded by mass mass shootings yep. and and the trauma of that. I mean, I don't think we as a society have even scraped the surface of what trauma no. we experienced during COVID, and we might ever. So that's
0: Julie knows she worked with me for about a year, right, at the yep. Tonight Show, and uh, you saw you saw me deteriorate. No, I didn't know I was, but yeah, it was during the Trump years and it was just, uh, well,
2: I couldn't you know, do it. Like it's just,
0: it does kill you at a certain point because you have to read everything that you can't tell people so that if they yeah. say something, you go, nope, don't make that tweet. Don't make that reference
2: because I'm this gonna happened. I'm going to keep it dark for a little bit. When Trump won, I came in the next day, like just crying, yep. oh, crying. Oh. I was the only one. Everyone was talking about Dean Ambrose finding a plant. And I was like, are we really not going to talk about what is happening to our society right now? Like, am I really the only one who cares?
0: And that's how Dean Ambrose got kicked out of WWE. (laughs) They were like, you're right, Amanda. You're the smart one here.
2: Only a few weeks later, we got a company-wide email about Linda being a cabinet member.
0: (laughs) That's the one email Vince did not read, by the way.
1: (laughs) Well, apparently he didn't read uh, Kevin Dunn's truck either.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. We weren't, but we might as well. Did you see that, Amanda? That I guess no. Julie, did you see that banner? Was that real? Or can I, you not talk to us about no,
3: that? No, that, it said it was at the Thunderdome when that okay, was so up, and yeah. I was not at the Thunderdome. I only worked in the PC. By that time, I was gone. Got
0: it. We should tell people if they don't know that there, it, Kevin Dunn allegedly oh, yeah. had a Trump 2020 banner on a WWE production truck truck throughout uh the entire run of thunderdome right that's what they're saying basically
1: yeah the photo was tweeted out a couple hours ago by sean ross sap of fightful.com and yeah that's that is what it is purported to be
0: and i bet a funny joke was made about it by dan Housen from ew um so what do you do in a uh, case go. like that? what well, how do what what email do you get when it's like uh um, usually shit? would
2: be it would be, uh, so when I first started, I was kind of straddling Liz Mata and her team of like analytics and then also strategy. And then I kind of moved strictly to strategy. But in a case like that, it would be like, what are the numbers showing? What are people saying? Mm-hmm. Just to just to assess how much damage control is needed you might, and then go from there. I'm going to
0: ask a tough question and maybe you can't answer this. What did Vince say when Trump won?
2: Didn't... There wasn't a public uh announcement or anything but i'm not sure if you remember the whole family got to go to the white house yeah. and take photos yep. so Even we shane. did not post those as well but <laughs> i don't think shane actually
0: got oh that's there. right oh no that's oh, right th- he didn't no
2: i think it was stephanie and hunter and their kids and, and, and john cena they- no i'm kidding not John was
0: stuck getting a tour from rudy giuliani come over here i'll show you the entrance <laughs> i sneak in from
2: Oh. Um, not not to go backwards to the death side, but I will say the death that hit me the Rudy's most. He's been with... gone
0: for 30 years and he's just a vampire.
2: <laughs> no, it was Howard Finkel. Because oh, I wrote I rode the company van with him. Like how... I knew him personally.
0: I've heard Howard Finkel was the was most delight. lovable,
2: oh, greatest human such being a sweetheart. ever such at a... that company. Absolutely. You have a great Howard like...
0: Finkel story for everyone seems to have a story about how special he was.
2: I don't know if I have like a specific story, but definitely he would ask a lot of social media questions and be so like, I don't it. really understand this, yeah. but, but he was so curious and just so kind, so dear, just always, always greeting all of us. Such a sweetheart. So many people uh, owe
0: their careers to the Fink from wrestlers. Uh, uh, the nude, you know, and then uh, uh, Justin Roberts, I may have just gotten us totally blacklisted from WWE, but Justin would be proud of me. He's a he's a friend. He has talked about how much he loved the Think. Uh speaking oh. of people, I've heard mostly good things about. And uh Stephanie McMahon, the chief branding officer. Did you get to work with her um when you yes. guys were doing social? Work? You must have. As, she's, as mentioned, yeah. uh
2: helps with her strategy. Mm-hmm. Met regularly with her team, wrote some of her posts, posted a few times and for she came her to the behalf. meetings.
0: You got to talk to her, you got to
2: she did not come oh, to she me. Didn't. She, no, her, her team would relay the information back if whatever was needed. But usually those requests were like, oh, what do you need to post on behalf of the community? What do you need to do for Connor's Cure? What other things should she be involved in, et cetera? But hmm. I do have a funny Stephanie McMahon story. Okay. I was in my mid to late 20s when I worked at WWE, and it was my first real corporate job. Um, outside of a law, law firm I was tempting at. So, and, and corporate structure works in some ways for me and not in other ways. So I kind of pushed the boundaries of my clothing. I'd wear, I've worn a few crop tops in my days there. I wore some short dresses and skirts. And I heard through the grapevine that one of my dresses was not up to uh, Stephanie's standard. I did not hear it directly from her ever, but I heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> so enough people obviously
0: knew about that. Oh my gosh. Well, that's not the, that's not the Steph story I was expecting. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting (laughs) to hear. I remember, yeah, if you even went in there on a day off to get something, you still had to kind of dress up a little bit.
2: I would say the only time I didn't dress, I wore like comfier clothing was WrestleMania week when it was just the digital team in the office. But we had to go every single day. (laughs) We went on Saturday and Sunday. And I was staying at a hotel in Stanford, so no one could say anything because I'm here on a Saturday. I'm here on a Sunday. Like, I will wear sweats.
1: (laughs) Oh, that brings up a good question, though. So, Amanda, what does a WrestleMania weekend look like for the digital team?
2: Uh, Absolute hell, because it started with Raw, then SmackDown, NXT, um, and then Thursday through Sunday were events. And as the social team strategist, I kind of thought, saw myself as like the UN ambassador in that I touched every single department, every, any department that had a social presence, I was involved in, no matter how low on the totem pole. So music department, the movies department, investor relations, uh, CSR, talent, you know, talent, everything. Um, so nonstop chaos so throughout. Compare that to a regular to week,
1: week, like a regular week at WWE digital versus a WrestleMania. What's the workload as a multiplier?
2: Is Something that WWE taught me is how how on to be, and, you know, there wasn't an off season ever, as you guys know. Yep. Um, but WrestleMania really is for the entire month leading in. And mm-hmm. WrestleMania meetings start in like January, February, leading into April. <laughs> so WrestleMania time that week either half the office is gone because half the office got to go except the digital and social team the rest of us are there taking in content writing new posts like organ strategizing what what should be posted that week how many advertisement advertisers get to be not like mentioned on a on a, on a picture and the copy tagged
1: so basically from like new year's day until easter you guys are santa's workshop yes wow Crazy. and
2: i would say oh you know, we're in the office i would be in the office during normal time sometimes later but i'd be working probably really if i got an email i'd be answering it, no yeah. matter the time
3: well
0: so but you know I, a lot of people you know they come away and people say like well if is like this why do you always talk well as you brought up, though, they teach, you learn so much. There is so much to learn. And I would say, like, maybe, like, you know, what's, like, the, like the most important thing? And then the, maybe the, a quirkiest thing, a quirky thing that you took with you that you're like, ah, I never, th-. you wouldn't have thought of that if you weren't working maybe at WWE.
2: Yeah, I would say looking at data as a whole. I, again, I got to give props to my girl Liz Mata for, like, how to organize reporting, looking at reporting. Something big about the Raw and Smackdown reports too is you know how they are formatted in an email that is so Vince can look at them on a phone. And I thought that was really interesting and oh, yeah. useful because sometimes when you have these big like, attachments in an email, they're so clunky. You don't want to read them. You just want the bare minimum. What do I need to know? And I think that was actually really helpful because it taught me, oh, if I want to get the right data to someone, Who's actually going to pay attention to it all? This is what, what you need to share. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, and also it taught me how bad Facebook as a whole was. I was on the <laughs> anti-Facebook train yeah. long before. And so seeing the priority that we got at WWE versus any other company I've worked since can, I've never met the reps. I barely get a tent. I can barely get them on email. They're always on vacation, Facebook reps. It's like, how do you, how do you have so many vacation days? When do you work? I'm just picturing but
0: Vince have, meeting Mark Zuckerberg and what that oh, must be like.
2: But having a billion dollar budget versus $8,000 budget or even just barely a minute, million dollar budget uh, when I worked at De- the walking dead, like the walking dead did not get the attention that WWE got. Wow.
1: So, and that's only the most popular show in the world. I was, right. I was stunned yeah. with the last trip I took to Mexico. That's like the biggest show down there still. And around the, it's translated into almost every language. So to be a on equal footing with The Walking Dead, WWE has it pretty good.
2: Yeah. I mean, before I worked there, it would be regularly in what was our competitive for that night. Like, you know, yep. using Nielsen. Nielsen was so so good to have for that.
0: <laughs> um. Amanda, I, I genuinely, I know I speak for all of us here and I say, God, I wish we had days to talk Me about this. Too. Will you come back and visit us again? Please. I want to, I want to, I'd love to have you back because we always talk, Tom was trying to get AEW over and I'd love to have you back and maybe talk about what, what, what should AEW do? What does Tony Khan need to be doing? That might be, uh, Actually, but I also yes. want to, I, wanna I, would, talk, I
2: would do some homework assignments on that and, and let, come Tom back will talk
0: to, just call Tom at any time of the day.
1: They're Mule. maddeningly inconsistent, but they are so close to being a well, very,
2: very they
0: have good Sting promotion. Now. Tom, that, yeah, he's, they Tom's do. the guy who likes uh, coconut water on this podcast. Oh, you're wrong! You're like, right. What the <laughs> fuck? He's like, I got to tell you the benefits of this. Like, oh, geez. well,
2: the fact that they have Sting now versus when Sting was at came back to WWE. One of our social team members, also named Steve, um, because that's yeah. I know that's Sting's real name. He was like texting Sting individually. He was the go-to guy. And I don't know if AEW has that right now, if they don't have, if they have a guy strictly for staying social.
0: They don't have one for Tony. We know that for sure. No. <laughs> Amanda Stoneall, thank you so much for joining us. She can be found on Instagram and TikTok at Amanda K. Stoneall. That is Stone like Stone Cold Steve Austin, all like All Rise, and on Twitter at AK Stoneall. Uh, thank you so much, Amanda, for joining us. And uh, thank Julie, you. thank um, you for getting us, Amanda.
3: Isn't she the best? Isn't she yes. just <laughs> the best? She's oh the best, my God. except oh. for Liz Mata. Oh, Liz Mata's oh. also, they, they both have a yeah, But
2: I'm glad you made the Stone Cold reference because I had to get a Stone Cold holiday sweatshirt. My holiday sweatshirt collection is by prized possession from, from the WWE. I have a rock one and a Stone Cold Steve Austin
1: one. Nice. Thank
0: you so I much for your us Amanda. <laughs> thank
2: you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: And now it's time for the Raw Recap.
3: Raw Recap.
0: So, Julie, um, boy, and Tom, that open. Whew, uh, that was a teleprompter went down or someone dropped the cue cards uh, open. That just went a long time. It I'm going to be the dissenting well voice out, on this. So You both yeah. watched you it live. It?
1: I didn't love it, but you both watched it live, and I watched it on tape delay because I'm in the West Coast. And I, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, it wasn't good, but it, well, it, watch it, it it was directionless and it was convoluted and it was really confused. It. But it wasn't a complete car crash. Like it wasn't as bad well, as I expected. It was. Well, um, it, that, you that, walked that was into later. that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, it just went wrong. I will say it was probably the worst segment of the Triple H creative era Bailey so had a rough far. One. Yeah. I felt bad. For, I felt really bad. But she Bailey. recovered okay because she mm-hmm. then turned it into the crowd annoying her, which the crowd then got louder. But that was I actually not like a bad way it to was get old some Bailey
0: heat again. I was like, ah, oh, it felt like she lost twenty percent of her battery in that moment, and I was just like, shit. You hate to see that, you know?
1: Well, but uh, she did not name those two performers, and that's a problem. When you have Dakota Kai and EO Sky, why did you name Io Shirai Io Sky when you have a Dakota Kai? You, you, are you hearing what's happening? That's why happening? I think
0: Bruce has a secret walkie-talkie in his pocket. It's going, "God damn, why don't they rhyme?"
1: Well, and and by the way, Bailey was not the least impressive of that trio because I I'm still not seeing it with Dakota Kai or Eos Sky. I they are both very When you debut new performers, if they are not giants, if they are not like physical specimens in some way, they had better be really impressive in the ring and both Eoskai and Dakota Kai are very average performers. They, I, and they're not new. So I don't know what I'm missing, but they both seem very middle of the road to me.
0: Okay, so this is it. This is the moment where we're all going to fight because I'm going to kill you guys. Um, okay, so we had two debuts. We had uh, Dexter Loomis. Now, first of all, I'm going to call this out and say, I don't know who came up with the name Dexter Loomis, but what? Come on. <laughs> That is that is that is like when someone tries to name a president and they can't they don't know any and they just say George Jefferson. Okay, the horror oh, movie guy's guy gonna have wrestler. to. Who? Yeah. Hmm. Doctor Loomis. Who's a killer? Dexter. He's Dexter Loomis. It sounds yeah. just like Doctor Loomis. I know. goddammit. it! Didn't you hear the marketing girl? Like it? That's a bad name. I will give you that. But you guys didn't like. Tell me why you didn't like it last night before I kill you.
1: Okay. Well. The car crash segment, so they, they had a couple of backstage segments that teased that something was going on in the background, and one of them was framed so poorly, I didn't notice it, and that's the car crash, so that was, I think it was the Kevin Owens segment, where they were interviewing Kevin Owens backstage. I totally missed the car crash in the background. I did see the security running past uh, Control, Bailey and company, and so that was great. That was very funny. Uh, and it was, it was cool to see that kind of interaction, but the, at the end, so they purposely didn't frame Dexter Loomis in the shot on television, in the
3: television
0: broadcast right. yes. so that
1: they could then reveal it on social Who's they? the WWE Thank social you. department. So they, they had a clearer shot. So all you saw at the end of the broadcast, the TV broadcast was at the end of the AJ Miz match. AJ was celebrating and then kind of great
0: performance by the way Ms. being the utility guy killing yep. it
1: Did a yep. decent match and then at the end you saw AJ looking into the crowd and you saw some commotion and you saw someone being yanked away it looked very real um on the f- so now you have to go to the socials to notice that who was it it was Dexter Loomis Dexter Loomis like the other reveal on Smackdown which was Karrion hmm they are both white guys almost about to turn 40, mm-hmm. which is most of the roster. You're, up, you're striking a nerve here, Tom. Yeah, they're, they're not the type of performers that can move the needle. I, I like the surprise. I don't think the surprise is impactful because I don't think the average WWF fan or WWE fan has any idea or cares who these people are. Karrion Cross, when he was debuted on the main roster and worked at NXT was completely shaved bald and he shows up on SmackDown with a full head of brown hair. Who is that? Who, who is this person? <laughs> it's, it's, it's well, just some you, other Seinfeld, guy.
0: Carrying cross like Michael Cole screamed doing a good job on broadcasting. Julie, I don't think he t- said the name. Tick that talk out there. Yeah, I don't think he said a, the name Eight hundred th- million views or whatever the fuck it was
1: on it. Nonetheless, People I don't really think those are
0: Cole. Cole's big on TikTok. That's our first t-shirt. Cole's big on TikTok. Was
1: he our first 100,000 view TikTok?
0: Got, oh, yeah. Yeah, tick Michael's talk. Well, know,
1: nonetheless, like Michael Cole, a lot more popular than Karrion Cross or Dexter Loomis. I think both oh. of those performers okay, are not, I'll give you that. They're not needle movers. And they're just, hey, you know what? Great to introduce new people to the roster. They're not going to help much.
0: Julie, why did you, why didn't you like it?
3: Oh, I didn't mind it. I'm okay with it. I he was just, just saw
0: me making faces on the Zoom and was like, "Yeah, I'm oh just God, gonna. I'm
3: not gonna." No, I I was just more excited for Scarlet than I was for Cross. So Tom, when was
1: the nuts. wrestling boom? In the 80s. Yeah, yeah. But remember the boom that was bigger. It was the 90s. And okay. How many? How many? Car- I oh, will destroy you the name guys of were the, out that, there and... What was
0: the name of that style that we were just talking about on the podcast? What was the name of that style of broadcasting?
1: Was it the Attitude Era? No. What? There's a certain.
0: i I recall crash tv crash yeah crash tv oh what happened last night
1: yes but but you we're doing crash tv with performers that that could have walked we're
0: back it's crash tv again
1: yeah but we're doing crash tv with performers that could have walked out of the 1970s Oh, like the whole i will destroy you promo it's gotta go it's got the only thing worse than i will destroy you is becky 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 bianca 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 the the women uh, trolling each other with saying their name three times. Oh my god! Oh Cross my is god. not a good promo. And by the way, I'm familiar Tom with York. Cross's work. I've I've watched him in the Indies. I saw him in NXT. He's tall. Okay,
0: this is, a, this is he, you this know is what? A, He's another
1: Baron Corbin. They, a, already they already have one of those.
0: You, this is too far. You're gonna have to come out and apologize to the crowd. Okay. Afterwards. Sure. You're,
1: Okay, I don't I just don't go. think those guys are gonna move the needle. I don't think either of them is gonna pique enough interest where they're gonna blow anybody's mind. No, the reveals they, are nice, but they're not they're not guys that are gonna be De- long term fixes.
0: I knew De- Dexter Loomis, when I got up this morning, uh at like God, four thirty in the morning, Dexter Loomis was still trending top three in the US. And so you know what that did? As someone who didn't watch NXT, I went and I said, oh, who's this, Dexter, who's this Dexter Loomis other than the guy with the worst name in the world? And I went in and I was like, now I want to know more. I'm like, oh shit, what's going on here? So like when you watch an episode of like a drama like Barry or something like that and someone shows up and Barry goes, oh fuck. And then it goes to the credits. Don't you want to know who that was next week and find out why he's scared of them?
3: Yeah, but Tom. Oh. Tom is spoiler Tom's alert. Tom's just rolling his eyes. Yeah, Tom's Spoiler alert. Saying they're not that good. Like the the I because I agree. I think the reveals were I actually kind of great. I thought they were really great. They were. Was it was it perfect? No. I think does it have potential? Am I really excited about what Triple H can potentially bring down the road? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think Tom, what I'm hearing you're saying is. Were these the right two guys to? It's just give the these roster has to.
1: enough Baron Corbins. There are enough big white men in their late 30s to fill well, 10 rosters. And, and so that type of performer is just not going to help them. Neither of those guys can. I mean, Loomis, I think, is better at cutting promos than Cro, Cross. is really bad at promos. In fact, Cross shouldn't talk. Is that talk. why
3: he has Scarlett?
1: I hope so, because he shouldn't talk. He's, he's the oldest of old school type promos. Um, wow. And I mean, it's not like these guys are bad. They're just not standouts. They're just another person on the roster. You know what? They're the type of guys that Tony Khan would have jumped at. And I'm interested to find out why he didn't. Because those are the type of like, that's the type of like NXT bait that Tony Khan would normally like throw money at. Mm. And he didn't. And that's very interesting to me. Because AEW um, and WWE theory. are the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but Cross had a very long history in the up. Indies. I mean, again, to get to your late 30s as a wrestler, that means you have wrestled many places before if you only sure. got to WWE a few years ago. I just you know what? I hope they blow me away. I hope they're both great. I hope their angles are great and I hope they have a long fun run in WWE, but I don't see it. You think Champa
3: Champa is better?
1: Champa's much better because Champa's more nuanced. There's a, I, w- he,
0: I will just he, say that I didn't know what the hell was going on when uh, cross came back and I will say my five-year-old daughter Sadie was with me and she was captivated by that segment. So it was effective. And then I was like, Oh, and then when when it was cross having read the internet, I was like, Oh, okay. Cause like, it was like, you kind of heard it. Someone leaked that he was coming back that day. I still love the presentation. I thought that was perfect for a Fox show going off the air that people are like, Ooh, let's check it up. But you're right. They do have to deliver. And then I thought Loomis, the way they did it was I will say this, Tom, is that I thought that trying to work the fans in 2022 like that. I mean, that's for the live house. You know what I mean? If you're if you're doing it and you're on. Yeah. So that was the one thing.
1: Kevin Owens looks mm. like he's going back to that prize fighter gimmick. And Kevin Owens is looking like a threat again. I'm 100 percent for that. I'm I totally want to see a performer like Kevin Owens at the top of the card instead of kind of floating in the middle. Yeah, uh, I like that. One thing they did great was, Hey, you know what? Ezekiel's not working. Let's kill him.
0: So that's basically what they did. I have three quick questions for, we'll touch very quickly on AEW. Um, do we ever see Ezekiel again or is that it last night?
1: That's it. I think that's it too. Perfect way to reset that character and then bring back Elias after a few weeks when he grows his beard back. That's more their thing. And then, uh,
0: Next question is uh, just yes or no, because we've talked about so much. Can Judgment Day work still? Yes or no. Can
3: they do what they did to Ezekiel?
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: to the That's Judgment
3: Day. Answer.
1: Tom? I mean, Judgment Day right now is Rhea. I, I, I yeah. don't think that uh, Priest and Balor are working. I think that anytime Rhea's not on screen, they don't work. When she is, they she do. She does
0: so. bring it up a level. And then yep. uh, my last question is, are you ready to do AEW and sometimes why? I am indeed. Let's go there.
2: AEW and sometimes why?
0: First thing I want to say is uh, it
1: seems like things are going south, down south. It Again, it is all rumor. And especially today, uh, I saw a lot of legitimate uh, wrestling media types kind of debunking all of the talk that there's chaos backstage and that former WWE Mm -hmm. performers want to leave AEW and are demanding to get out of their contracts. And I don't think that's the case. I think that there's, there are some shenanigans going on social media wise with certain performers. Um, I mean, honest, if I'm former WWE guys, Miro. Yep. And, uh, Andrade, I think unfortunately, whose wife Charlotte is still in WWE, right? Real life bleeds over sometimes. I, I wonder whether if I'm Tony Khan, I have a meeting with the talent and just say, hey, anyone that wants to go back, I'll release you today. You really? Go back. Yeah. I think he needs to do that. First of all, just to cut down that oh, roster, which is so bloated.
0: He'll, but dude, what's going on with the Discovery I, Warner merger? I mean, that's going to like, he'd be
1: dead. He I don't know. I don't know that it affects that as much as i mean they're they have a pretty solid grasp of the audience they have sometimes it's a little bigger sometimes it's a little smaller but they can kind of you know they're going to get their near million every week in a spot on a cable channel that doesn't really do that kind of numbers so that's i mean i think it's i think they're safe but honestly if a guy like miro or andrade wants to leave i'm not against that i mean honestly if they don't want to be there Go because if you really want to go to the company that buried you at the bottom of the roster that made you do a, a cuck angle with your wife oh on television that buried you as a, a, a jobber in Andrade yeah. in the case of Andrade, if they want to go, let them go. But I would you saw a great a very,
0: potential Andrade. I remember about three years ago you had he's, you saw in him that I didn't but see. There's a you major problem with comparisons.
1: Him. Why did he remind you of Randy Savage? Just his style. I mean, the, the athleticism and his style. Uh, He's super strong for a smaller guy. Uh, He's a a medium high flyer. He's, he's, you know, he works that Mexican lucha libre style. But the thing about Andrade that really is disappointing is at this point in his his career, and I say this as someone who is the son of an immigrant who spoke Spanish before they spoke English, his English is almost getting worse. And it's really disappointing because he's somebody that he's got this intensity in his promos and so, if his English is that bad, why are you making him speak English? Just make him speak Spanish. Give him a translator. Do something. But it is disappointing to see a performer as good as Andrade. He just can't get it together. Um, but again, it's interesting
0: because Julie and I were talking as uh, as being children of uh, native-born uh, English speakers. Uh, we were offended by the English speaking on the opening segment of Raw last night. <laughs> the English speaking performers were not up to our stand. It was, kind it was of like Kai and Sky had to like kind of take it and <laughs> they made it yeah. work in the end. Yeah, was I was going like, to say the two you know,
1: non native English n- speakers n- numerous, actually had to say I'm
0: not singling same. anyone out. I'm like, did half of you not come to this yeah. rehearsal? Did you not get the new draft of what was happening here? Just a no. rough night. It just goes to show. It just On live TV, one thing goes south. But back to, to AEW. Um,
1: what they do you made a big mistake on working? Dynamite. So, well, they made, they made a big mistake on Dynamite. I understand why they did this, but this is one of those not listening to the audience problems. And so they opened Dynamite with Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Cassidy, uh, and again, this is Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com tweeting this. He tweeted, Cassidy is just perpetually over. When the first strums of that song play, when Jane from Starship plays, everyone gets quiet. And as soon as Freshly Squeeds hits their, their version of the Titantron, and Orange steps out. It's bananas. But Jay Lethal, AKA they're trying to build banana. him. Yeah. They, they try to, they're trying to build him because he's got a match coming up with Wardlow. Don't feed him to Orange, Cassidy. That, that, I mean, that's, that's, So Cassidy, they could have been, had a, a Schmoz finish or a DQ. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of people interfering in the match, including one of the funniest things. So Jay Lethal has a bodyguard in the form of Satnam Singh, who is a giant. He's seven foot four. He fills up a doorway. Now that, came, I'm sorry, Tom,
0: but that was a bad debut. That's a bad oh, debut. Oh,
1: horrible, horrible. But now they're, they're using him properly. Here's a tall man. They're using him as during a heavy. During the
0: NBA playoffs. Is yeah. everyone confused? They're, right. they're using, they're using him it. as
1: a goon, which is, that's, that's what he should be used for right now. But so Satnam Singh came out during the Orange-Cassidy-J lethal match to kind of intimidate Orange which brought out Orange's best friends, the tag team best friends, who were on each other's shoulders in a trench coat, which was just such an amazing, funny visual. It was uh, bad. On the shoulders of Chuck E. T to distract but sing and it's
0: very enough. WWE. It's very yeah. Vince Kevin
1: Dunn. But but it was it was not forced funny. It was funny funny. Cause it just it was shot well and those two are super funny cast me how brilliant. did the crowd respond to that did they go for it or was it or oh yeah no like, it oh, was it, it was it was a big laugh okay it was a, was a good it pop. was a laugh and it was and it, and it was a pop so that's but, a good so,
0: thing and there's another someone else you keep talking about over at AEW that you say is just like just amazing
1: Just, who is that Stark right so, yeah so Starks um and again this is well you know what this is a mixed bag for me so Starks had one appearance when you have a superstar as hot as a Ricky Starks you put him on TV as much as you can. And so right now they have an angle where his former partner, Powerhouse Hobbs, turned on him, effectively doing a double turn where Ricky Starks, former heel, cut a promo, a fiery babyface promo, and showed respect to Hook after he lost the uh, FTW championship to Hook. Um, A great segment. I mean, Julie, I broke that down for you. We were talking about that. The segment that Starks had a couple weeks ago it started with a, a commercial, like one of those commercials that looks like um, like it's for an ad. It's an ad for a product that you don't know what the product is, <laughs> or, it's like, or, or like an ad for cologne. It was like this avant-garde uh, video package that Guy they Co did for Stark, Ricky Starks. Geico Starks, Here he is. Yeah. So Starks comes out, and he faces Dan Housen, super popular comedy character. Dan Housen is recovering from a broken leg. He's cleared to wrestle, but he's not quite in shape yet. So quick match, he makes quick work of Danhausen, doesn't quite hurt Danhausen in the process, everybody I think understood, and then cuts a promo, does a funny Danhausen impression, and then says he's not <laughs> tired and says he wants yeah, to Housen's have another match for the FTW belt. And so who comes out to answer the call? But Hook, who is Danhausen's yeah, buddy. Yeah, about this. Yeah. yeah, Hook came out and made quick work of Ricky Starks, beat so, him clean so in the ring, takes the FTW championship. Him? Yes. Uh, what, with Danhausen? With yeah. With Starks. You like Starks? Starks is going to be a megastar. And, wow. and Starks is the type of performer that WWE needs right now, and they don't have. And he's a smaller guy, but again, insanely athletic, really charismatic, and he's, I mean, you can see, because I was not on board with him early on. I thought he was like, he was just a smaller guy trying to do the Rocks mannerisms, because he kind of resembles them a little bit. And over the course of the weeks and weeks watching him, I was like, this guy's just really, really good. But then they complete. So this guy who's had a video package, a match with Danhausen, a match with Hook, loses the FTW championship, shows sportsmanship as a heel and shakes Hook's hand, gives him the belt and then cuts a promo with his his goon, Powerhouse Hobbs, in the ring, cuts a fiery babyface promo and then... Hobbs turns on him and just nails him in the back of the head with a lariat. So you got a double turn. You got powerhouse Mm. Hobbs was already kind of on the fence as far as like he was a heel becoming popular because he was getting some of that Ricky Starks magic. But now we got a great feud going. Uh, Starks came in after Hobbs had a squash match and, but he comes into the ring and attacks Hobbs and Hobbs got the better of him. So now you're showing that Hobbs is a true threat. So you're, you're making two guys at the same time. I like that kind of action.
0: Picturing mm-hmm. someone who doesn't know wrestling envisioning squash match and thinking, wow, they do really peculiar things in this wrestling. Miles, <laughs> get in the elevator. Um,
1: they're time to doing, go play squash. The, even uh, even though they're making mistakes with some talent, some talent.
0: One last question for mm-hmm. you, Tom, do you like uh, Tony Khan more or less after seeing him dance at the wedding on uh, social media?
1: Well, I, I will throw it back to Ricky Starks. There's, di- there's a footage of him dancing at that wedding, and it's insanely good. Um, you know what? I like TK at that wedding. I can't Me too. picture Vince being at the wedding of like, a, you know, a upper card. You went wrestler. to Ed Koski's wedding. Well, how long did they work together? Like a Ed decade? It was like a son to him.
0: Like, yeah. we, we actually called him Ed McMahon. That was yeah. the nickname for Ed. <laughs>
1: I uh, mean, I, I, I like it. I, I like that Tony is that involved with his wrestlers. That's why I can't get behind all these reports that there are people asking for their releases and there's chaos backstage. I don't buy any of that, especially so you if, say if
0: anyone's acting that way, get the fuck out.
1: Yeah. Well, but no, okay. but not even like that. I would do it magnanimously. I would sure. literally say, Hey, we want people who want to be here. If they you gonna don't want to be with... here, I'll sign you out. No problem.
0: It's interesting. I'd like to see what some of these people that we, that we always rag on the Corbins of the world. Maybe not them for you, but some of these people that we rag on who are in the mid card in WWE, it would be interesting to see uh, if Tony gets a reset here, especially with CM Punk eventually coming back from injury. We hope and. Uh,
1: but he uh, unfortunately, but will... the report on Punk is that he's coming back slower than expected. It looks like the foot break was a little a little worse yeah. than they thought, and he's going to take more time off.
3: That's okay. i just, just have Punk given these interviews at Comic Cons, and I love it. Speak, yep. speak freely. Speak Julie's freely, punk. Punk.
1: punk has been a very, uh, very vocal advocate for women in a time where women can use as many advocates as possible, uh, and as publicly Can't disagree as possible. That. Nope. Um and I
0: will real quickly say that if you want to watch uh, WWE uh, One Side, that's uh, in USA at eight on Monday and Tuesday, and then Friday at eight on Fox. And if you want to watch AEW, that's Wednesday at eight on TBS, and. Friday at 10 on TNT. And that's our show.
3: Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, review and give us a nice five star rating. Also follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Turnbuckles Pod. We are also now on YouTube as well. Turnbuckles Podcast on YouTube.
0: Make sure you tick our talk. And thank you to Michael Cole, who is over, as they say, like Rover on TikTok, everybody. Cole's blowing up over there. Is blowing and up. as I always say, and as we heard earlier, hey, let the writers, maybe some other people dress like writers for other people.